one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The Sanchez Show is back at it again. We are officially back with the Sanchez Show podcast. I'm your host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. That's L-E-G-E-N-D-I-N-T-W-O-G-A-M-E-S, Legend in Two Games. Uh, this is primarily a sports podcast influenced by hip-hop. We talk about a little bit of everything. I appreciate all you guys love and support those that have been following the movement online. Um, took a little break, man. We, we took a little time off um, from our normal sports debates and sports content because uh, I just felt it was necessary with everything that's going on in, in our country and in the world. Um, it's great. It's great to see the black community uni- uh, unify the way they have um, over the last month and a half due to the uh, you know, unfortunate killings and circumstances that are taking place again within our country. But it's great to see all the unity. Um, I'm all for it. Like I said, if you guys follow me on social media, you've heard some of my clips from other shows that I do. Um, I've expressed my opinion on this topic several times. And I didn't want to flood social media um, with a bunch of sports content and debate right now while everything was going on. Um, I wanted to kind of let it breathe and, and just kind of enjoy what was going on from the standpoint of unity. I don't enjoy the violence. I don't enjoy uh, the systemic racism that we continue to see. But I do love to see my black and brown people come together and unify and try to create change. So to all my people out there on the front line, everyone protesting peacefully, everyone out there trying to make a change, I salute you. You have my 100% support. Um, you know, with that being said, though, like I said, we're back officially to Sanchez Show. We got some sports topics to get into, and I won't, I won't take up too much of your time, but we definitely got some things to get into. And speaking of unity, I, I love what we saw from NASCAR recently. Um, one, they banned the Confederate flag at all their races, but also to see all the drivers get behind Bubba Wallace recently, um, despite some people who tried to uh, rain on the parade and, and try to make, a, make it a negative issue by hanging a noose in his garage, which is disgusting. Uh, it's no, no other word for it. It's just disgusting. But I like to see the drivers rally together as they got behind them and they showed their, their support and unity uh, this past weekend at a race. Shout out to Bubba Wallace, everything he's doing um, in, in a predominantly white sport to to be that courageous, to stand up and let it be known um, that you're not going to remain silent and that you're going to continue to push the movement forward. I salute you, my brother. Um but yeah, like I said, we got some sports talk, man. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, as I mentioned before, if you follow me on social media, you know I was keeping a countdown on how long we had gone without sports. That countdown ended a few weeks ago as we started to get the UFC back. We got NASCAR back. We got some golf back. Um, Soccer is officially back. And it looks like we're going to get some basketball back uh, and Major League Baseball. Um, we'll start with Major League Baseball. Um, these guys continue to seem like they really can't get on the same page. And it looks like the commissioner... Uh, is going to step in now and figure out the amount of games they're going to play as well as when the season will restart. Right now, the information we have, it looks like the players will have to report on July 1st uh, for spring training um, with the season potentially starting in late July, looking like maybe around the 24th or 25th of July with the season officially starting. Um, so I, I, I grew up loving baseball. It was my, my first love in regards to sports. And I hate to see where the game has is, is come to. Um, I, I've been very opinionated on this topic that I feel the game doesn't market their young players the right way. 
I feel there is a, a little bit of a lack of diversity in the game. We don't see as many black ball players as we used to see. Obviously, um, we see a lot of Latin ball players, and understandably so. Myself being a Latin man, I understand that that is a lot of our first passions, and that's the first sport we grow up playing. Um, but I think the game is doing an injustice to itself by not marketing itself to the younger audience. Um, that's why a lot of kids aren't into baseball the way they were 25, 30 years ago. Uh, I also think, like I said, there, there isn't a there, there isn't much representation of the black ball player in the game, um, which I think Major League Baseball has got to do a better job of. And hopefully uh, with everything that's going on in our country and in our society right now, Major League Baseball sees that and finds a way to be a part of the movement, be a part of the, the message and uh, be a way to kind of comfort the black community during this time and, and show them that, you know, we are all one. Even though the game is predominantly Latin, still our black brothers and sisters, they need our support. So. You know, hopefully we see that for Major League Baseball. But as I mentioned, it looks like players will be reporting within the next week uh, with the season probably kicking off within the next month, month and a half tops. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Talking about a 60-game season, um, most ball players have conditioned themselves physically and mentally for the long grind of a 162-game season, understanding that in most cases your season is going to run from April through September. Um, now it's, it's going to be quick. It's it's going to be very fast paced. You're going to have to be in shape. You're going to have to be ready to go right away. Um, I, I'm interested to see how that's going to affect uh, some of the powerhouse teams like the Yankees, like the Dodgers, like the Astros, who for the most part, the Astros, this was a blessing a little bit. This, this quarantine and this time away from the game because uh, they were going to be the biggest villains coming into this Major League Baseball season. And right now, um, they're not the hot topic. They're not the talking point. They've kind of fallen to the wayside at this point. And they, you know, they may benefit from it a shortened season, uh, as well as the attention kind of taken off of them with everything else that's going on in the sports world and in our world in general. So I'm interested to see how some of these storylines play out. I'm a huge Mets fan. I thought this year we had a chance to really be competitive in our division. Division is tough. Uh, the Phillies got a good team. The Braves have a good team. But I thought the Mets pitching, um, and, and the way they came together in the second half of last season was going to kind of carry us into this season. And we, we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, Yankees had high hopes with all the moves they made as well. Um, so a shortened season, 60-game season, uh, really condensed. I mean, it won't be many days off. You're going to be playing pretty much every day. Um, you know, could weather affect some of this season as well? Absolutely. You know, every year we know there are rain delays. So with a shortened, condensed season and then potential issues with weather, Will we get this second wave of Corona come um, end of summer, early fall? That could potentially derail the World Series. Uh, so, World uh, Major League Baseball has a lot of hurdles to get over to, to get this season going, and then when it does get going, if they can even complete it. Uh, but I'll definitely be tuned in. Um, I'm just happy to have baseball back, man. Uh, NBA should be starting in about a month as well, though the recent spike in Corona numbers down in Florida could put a put a halt on that as well. Um, you know, we know certain players have already spoken out about not wanting to um, distract the public from the movement that's going on right now. And they feel playing could be a distraction. Um, I, I understand that point of view. I don't agree with that point of view. I think the players being on the court using that platform as a way to continue to bring awareness is probably the best thing they can do at this moment. Um Long term, I also think that's the best thing they can do for their careers. If if you don't play now, uh, you run the risk of creating 
just just a bad business practice. And when that next collective bargaining agreement comes around, I guarantee you the owners will remember that you didn't want to play. So I think for the business side of things, it makes sense for the players to come back. I also think um, for the awareness and just the social injustice movement that's taking place right now, playing is the best thing to do. And I've been very vocal in saying that the NBA, I think, does the best job out of any sports league of allowing the players to use their voice, to use their platform, to bring awareness to any cause. And this is another perfect example of it. You know, with the right strategy and right game plan put in place, the NBA and the players could really utilize this time back on the court when they have everyone's attention. So I'm, I'm truly excited for the restart of the NBA season because there are so many storylines. Um, obviously, the L.A. teams that are battling to try to win a championship, you know, can LeBron and A.D. do it? Can the Clippers and, and Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard, would they be able to do it? Um, Giannis was having a historic season with Milwaukee. They were on pace to potentially win 70 games this year. They're not going to win 70 games now, but could they win an NBA championship? And for them, they find themselves in a very unique position because Giannis will be a free agent next summer. Um, so if they don't win it now, they potentially go into next season with that cloud hanging over their organization on that Giannis could test the market and be gone. You know, I, I'll i save my thoughts and opinions on whether he leaves or not for a later date because we're still too far out. We're just excited to get some basketball back. Um, so we'll leave it there. But as I mentioned, there are a lot of players who are considering not playing for a number of different reasons. Um, Kyrie Irving feels people or the guy shouldn't play, I should say, because it would distract um, our country and our society from what's really going on. But an interesting storyline that's developing um, and it started yesterday with Trevor, Trevor Ariza from the Portland Trailblazers. He will not be reporting to Orlando, um, mainly for personal reasons. He has visitation set up with his young son to take place during the summer off season. Typically, this would be that off season. The season, had it not been stopped due to Corona, would have ended already. And so because he splits that custody of his son, he didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to spend the family time with him and spend the summer with him. And I get it. I completely get it. When you factor in uh, the amount of time guys have spent at home, um, in this case for a guy like Trevor Ariza who doesn't have full custody of his son and he's not spending every day with him, it's very important to bond with him. It's very important to spend that time with him. And so it's an interesting dynamic because he's not the only player in the NBA who's going to have that tough decision to make. Um, he's not an all-star, you know, so I don't, I don't want to make it seem like it's a devastating blow to the Portland Trailblazers. He's probably not one of their best four or five players, but he's a key contributor. He's a guy who has finals experience. He's won an NBA championship before. He's played in a lot of big playoff games and he's choosing to spend time with his family over going to play. And I guarantee you, he's not the only guy having that tough conversation. I guarantee you, he's not the only guy out here who's, who's trying to decide whether playing and being isolated from his family for the next two and a half months um, means more to him than just sitting out and spending time with his family. He's going to lose some money. He's forfeiting, I think, uh, close to about a million, million and a half dollars in salary, um, which, you know, it, it means a lot. Again, he's not a superstar. He's not an all-star. So he is making the sacrifice. I applaud him for that. I applaud him for standing on his principles and his morals and saying, hey, look, this is more important to me. So we, we've got to see how that dynamic plays out over the next few weeks as well as we start to approach, um, again, the relaunch. But, you know, the relaunch and the restart of NBA season still has a lot of hurdles to overcome. 
with the increase in COVID numbers, with players determining if they should go play or not. It's going to be very, very um, interesting to see how this plays out over the next month and if guys um, decide to truly come back. So there's that. Um, NFL news, want to get into and we'll, we'll end it off on this topic. Like I said, I wanted to keep it short and sweet for you guys. Again, make sure you're following me on all social media platforms. Uh, Legend in Two Games, that's L-E-G-E-N-D-I-N-T-W-O-G-A-M-E-S. Legend in Two Games. Um, NFL talk. So, you know, we got some interesting um, players out here who, you know, in one case, Dak Prescott signs his franchise tender. Um, he's obviously not getting the amount of money he wanted to get. But on a one-year, $31 million, I mean, he's not starving out here. He's doing pretty well for himself. And I'm not surprised. Um, as I've said in, in previous video blogs, when the Dallas Cowboys signed Dak Prescott, they made it clear that they were not going to allow any distractions get in their way this season. They've got a new head coach. They've got a star-studded um uh, roster. They feel they're ready to contend for a Super Bowl. Dak signing the, the tender was the right thing to do. They brought in Andy Dalton, so there's a little bit of competition there. Granted, I think Dak Prescott is the starting quarterback. I think he starts. There is no debate on who is the starter of this team. However, had he chosen to hold out longer, had he made the decision to say, I I'm, I'm want that long-term contract and I'm not signing the tender, it could have really derailed the Cowboys season. So, Andy Dalton was that insurance policy. He will remain that insurance policy just in case something changes or, you know, God forbid, an injury. But looks like Dak Prescott is signed. He's ready to go. And Dallas Cowboys are ready to go. And, and a guy who's also eyeing the Dallas Cowboys right now is all-pro safety Jamal Adams. Uh, shout out to Jamal Adams, man. I met him uh, last year during his birthday party in the city. Good dude. Good dude, man. Definitely a quality individual. I hate to hear that he doesn't want to be in New York anymore. He's looking for a contract extension. Uh, Jets really don't need to re-up him yet. They've got time to make that decision, and they look like they're not going to re-up him yet. And he wants out, and he's saying, he, you know, Cowboys are on that list of teams. Uh, the Ravens are on the short list of teams. I heard he's interested if, if the, you know, the Steelers or, or the Buccaneers were to trade for him. He would like that as well. It's an unfortunate situation, like I said, because I like the kid a lot, and I would like to see him stay in New York. I think he is a true difference maker. Um, on defense and in the league, he is a budding star. If you're not familiar with Jamal Adams, check out his highlights. Again, all pro uh, within his first three years in the league. He is definitely a difference maker, and the Jets have to figure out a way to make this right. Um, the Jets are find themselves in a very tricky situation because it hasn't materialized yet for Sam Darnold. Um, Le'Veon Bell, who they spent a lot of money on last year, really didn't produce the way they thought. Granted, they didn't have the weapons for him. Uh, they're coming off a pretty good draft this year. And now you have your best player saying he doesn't want to be there. So they've got to work it out. They've got to figure it out for the sake of, of the franchise moving forward. They've got to figure it out for the sake of the team this year alone. Again, your best player doesn't want to be there. It doesn't sit well with the locker room. I guarantee you it's, it's going to be some animosity there if they can't make this work. So I'm hoping they do. I like Jamal Adams. I would like to see him stay in New York. Um, but we wish him the best no matter what, man. Again, this is the, Sh the Sanchez Show. Ah, I'm getting tongue-tied on my first time back. Um, appreciate you guys. Again, it's Legend in Two Games across all media platforms. Uh, appreciate the love, support. As I always say, if you guys have any uh, content you want me to discuss or ideas you want me to discuss, let me know, and I'll definitely talk about it here on the show, man. But until next time, Legend in Two Games. I'm out of here.